Hello everyone, welcome to episode 205, 205 of your favorite anime podcast. We are here, this is Anime Double Play, coming to you up in your lounge. I'm Mary, I'm chilling here, I'm chilling here with my husbando, Mikey G. How's it going, Mikey G? Hello, it's going alright. I'm here, happy to be back again so soon. Um, yeah. We're here mm-hmm. getting ready to start the week off. It's been a nice Thanksgiving break for everybody, and a bit of an extended break for the two of us in particular. And uh, yes, so circumstances have brought us together since well, one we're married. Two, uh, around this time of year, we hope you all had good turkey days. Thomas and I usually do an in-person turkey day episode. Well, couldn't really do that this year because Mike and I got COVID. Um, we don't have it anymore. We just got our negative tests back a couple hours ago. Hashtag blessed. But yeah, couldn't go home for Thanksgiving this year. So we kind of did our own thing, hung out at home, and um, we were very sick. But, ah, I was going to say we're not sick anymore. We're still sick, but we're not very sick anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> the As you can hear, there's going to probably be a bit of coughing and or sneezing. But I, I feel like I've got most of my energy back. I do have to get used to taking more than 100 steps a day. Yeah. Um, which is something. But I'm feeling like 90%. Uh, the cough is way less for me. Yeah, uh, Mike is recovering great. I'm recovering okay. I don't think I'm going to be 100% for a while. I can't do much without getting exhausted. Like standing in the kitchen or walking around the block, uh, which is very discouraging, but you're not here to talk about me, complain about my lung capacity. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about anime. We're going to you know? talk about anime. Uh, but in that regard, we're going to have a <clears throat> bit of a truncated episode because we didn't really watch that much anime because we were really sick. So we watched some things, um, I guess, to start off this week in anime. We started watching the Cowboy Bebop live action, mm-hmm. and we're five episodes in? Yeah, five or six. And it's not really super, I would say. Yeah, we were, we were talking about before, obviously everybody who's, who knows about Cowboy Bebop as an anime is skeptical about it being a live action, and I think that that's fair. Um, but Mary and I have... I've never actually finished the original series, which I'm sure is blasphemous to some of you listening. But it was a... I started watching it in college. I watched, whatever, seven or eight episodes, and then I just got bored and dropped it. Um, and Mary, you have seen it one time through, but also a long time ago, Yeah, right? I watched the original show in high school, which was, unfortunately, a very long time ago. Right. But... <clears throat> so again, we, we went back and watched the first episode and it was really good. Or sorry, watched the first episode of the original just today. But watching the anime, or sorry, watching the live action, <laughs> sorry. It's, uh, you know, it's hard for, I, I feel like it's hard for me to compare it to the original anyway, because I don't know it that well. Mm-hmm. But obviously it has a different vibe. And uh, it being live action, there's certain things that it can't do that the anime can. Yeah, definitely different vibe. Um... Different characters, different circumstances, different different characters, I think is the main thing. 
John Cho's Spike Spiegel is not Spike Spiegel to me. He's kind of... It kind of reminds me of the Avatar The Last Airbender live action in a way. He kind of... Spike Spiegel lost his joy. Right. I think in the live action, which was the same with Avatar. The Avatar The Last Airbender movie, there was no jokes. There was no fun. I mean, that thing was just a disaster. But Spike Spiegel is a fun guy. And he's nonchalant. And he's like, I don't know. I guess all of Netflix's Spike's jokes are kind of biting. Whereas I think Spike ne- Spike is chill and he's not chill in a live action. And that's just one example. Right, like Everyone else is kind of different too. He's chill in the live action, but in kind of like a pessimistic, sarcastic way. Yeah, like he's on edge. <clears throat> yeah. And the other thing... That I think is a really big difference is the age. Like, we were just watching, again, just to compare, the... John Cho's, like, 50. I looked it up. Yeah, he's 49. Yeah, he's basically 50. Yeah. Not that that's the oldest a person can be, but Spike in the anime has got to be in, what, his 20s? 27. Maybe? He's 27. So, he's, like, almost... He's basically twice his age in the live action. <gasps> we're the same age as Spike Spiegel. Hell yeah. <clears throat> can you imagine... Well, you're not for long. You have another, like, week or two. Yep. Can you imagine being old? No. no, doing what Spike Spiegel is doing right now. Not right this second. Well, oh my god. In general, at this age. No. See, isn't that weird? Not that he's more mature than us. Like when I was twelve, I was like, I can't do what Naruto's doing. I'm twelve, and he was twelve. You know. Anyway. Yeah. John Cho's kind of old, so his Spike Spiegel is older, and maybe he's a more mature, negative Spike Spiegel, but the episodes we've seen haven't been great. Um, There are some moments where you're like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is good, but it doesn't really vibe. And Cowboy Bebop is a vibe. Cowboy Bebop is a new genre itself. That's (laughs) the quote. Yeah, I, I definitely fell into the vibe of the anime after one episode much more than the live action. The, the live action, I feel like the worst part is actually the action scenes. Mm, yeah. To me, watching it is like, imagine you were to watch a Jackie Chan movie and none of the actors or martial artists were trained in that way. They were just actors learning like a set of dance choreography moves. And it's really hard to watch. It's very obvious that they're just like, oh, left hand here, grab the wrist spin around then it gets all very like you can you can basically hear somebody calling out the dance moves in the background yeah it's a little slow the combat and um chopped up right but so yeah uh we're gonna keep watching it but just watching the live action i mean it's doing a good job and is it as in it's making me want to watch the original i don't know if that's its intention (laughs) But I'll probably do an OG rewatch now just because I'm curious and I haven't seen it in like 10 years. But yeah, that's really... Oh, keep going. No, and just the last thing with like the live action things. I just, I wonder who, who they're marketing these remakes to. Because the people who like the original show will watch the original show again from time to time. And the people who don't know about it aren't necessarily maybe they do care but are they necessarily going to care about oh it's a show cowboy bebop that looks interesting or 
like, do they even know, like, the source material? It's just, it's a weird thing. Because obviously somebody, somebody down the line likes it, wants to remake it. But I just, I, I don't know. I feel like more and more, like, you hear it from everybody. That if you like the, I don't know. If you like the show, just watch the original. Don't watch a remake of it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't know who the market is. So. It's it's just it's weird because, like you you and I have had different experience like with the it's the Death Note one and the Ghost in the Shell yes. live action. We were like our group of friends are the only people to like them. We well we liked Ghost in the Shell. We're the only four oh. humans on the face of the planet to like Ghost in the Shell. Um, not love it, like but liked like it. Yeah. we're like okay that was pretty good. Everyone else thought it was complete garbo, and then. Death Note, I like ironically. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, yeah. I think it's hilarious and fun, <clears throat> and it really goes through, it, it leans in, and it doesn't do it well, but I feel like the effort's there, and it's just a fun, bad, scary movie, so I like it. Right. I'm not like, oh my gosh, this is the Death Note I've dreamed of. It's better, in a sense, than um, the FMA live action, which is horrendous. Oh. Because that tries to be Full Metal Alchemist, and it's not. Death Note, the Death Note live action does not try to be Death Note. It tries Mm -hmm. to be inspired by Death Note, and it does that really well. It's still not great. It's it's a good B-action, B-horror movie. It's fun, it's different, it doesn't try to be Death Note, and I think that's where it succeeds. Mm. And I mean, Ghost in the Shell tried to be Ghost in the Shell, and I thought it succeeded, but um, we're wrong. Yeah, apparently. so, but I, I guess that's the thing. So there may be people out there who are liking the, um, what do you call it? The people who are liking the. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying to like the lot the live action version of Cowboy Bebop, but it's just it's just strange. Um, I don't know because like when I heard about what's his name J J Abrams doing a remake of Your Name, mm-hmm. is that still happening? apparently yeah i was livid for like a week like i really liked that movie and i just i still don't understand why people feel like they need to remake a show that it's just like man i love the show i'm gonna make it again it's like no you love the show just love the show and yeah. tell other people about it like there's no need for you to change it up change the setting make it about different people it that's what the movie is if you like the movie tell people to watch the movie or the, tell people to watch the anime the difference with your name because <clears throat> and this is why they're making a live action not actually i'm just totally joking they're gonna make your name american right and it's america we are the greatest country in the world we must turn everything good and make it ours that's why we're doing cowboy bebop that's why we're doing One Piece, Your Name, We're Gonna Make It American. Right. Which I think will fail miserably for Your Name, because I think it's a very, very inherently Japanese movie with Japanese morals and Japanese tradition embedded in the movie that ripping that out and changing it with American blah, it's not going to make any sense. Like, Kuchikamezake. Right. Okay. What is that going to, how is that going to translate if you make it take place in Chicago instead of (laughs) Japan? Who the hell knows? Um, But yeah, Mike was upset for about a week 
when this they was, announced this was Eleven. Years ago. That yeah, that was it was like three months after we saw it in theaters. Where Mike, we walked out of the theater and for seeing your name the first time, and Mike goes, "Top ten best movies I've ever seen, anime or otherwise." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, it's it. It's just a struggle, and I get that. I mean, even just with people we know, that like watching a movie or a show with subtitles is a huge ask. It's like, oh my god, I can't do it. I can't read and watch at the same time. It's not possible. Stupid Americans. Right. I have to read and watch a movie at the same time? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I get for some people that that's a, uh, a hurdle. Mm-hmm. But you're missing out on a lot of really good movies if you're not willing to watch something with subtitles in it. I mean, whether it's... Whether it's anime, whether it's a movie, like yep. pa- Parasite, Old Boy, any of the... Uh, uh, who's the director did? Like the Seven Samurai. Kurosawa. Kurosawa. There, there's so much that you're missing out on. Um, because you don't want to just read a little bit while you watch the thing. Yeah. There was one... What's the one... The, what's the black and white one that won like an Academy Award a few years ago? Roma? Uh. Yeah, Roma. It's in Spanish. or Something like that. Isn't it... The silent movie? No, that's The Artist. Oh, Roma. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> the Artist was several, several years ago. There's one that was a few years ago. That's in black and white. And I believe it's also in Spanish. And I thought the movie was amazing. Anyway, all this to say, stop changing this shit up. Because <laughs> you're just... I don't, I don't know. I feel like you're just taking away from... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. That's it. Funny you bring up movies, because we're literally about to talk about a lot of movies. Oh. So, great transition, but we're not transitioning to that right now. Ha ha ha. Oh, well. I want to go through briefly the the little anime I was able to cognitive, cognitively pay attention to this week. It's not that much. Um, didn't watch Aquatope, didn't watch 86. I did watch 86 the week before, because we took last week off because I was sick. They just kept talking. They kept talking. We've known about the mission for two weeks, and they just kept talking about the mission. And now they're on the mission. They just left, but all they did was talk about the same thing they talk about every week. So who cares? Blue Period, I didn't watch. Demon Slayer, I didn't watch. Saihate no Paladin, I didn't watch. Comey Can't Communicate, I did watch. It's okay. I, I might drop it. I don't really... The characters are getting a little too quirky, a little too weird. Like, the whole stalker kidnapping episode was not great, and the girl who wants to be Comey's dog. That's Whoa. weird. You watched that one with me, I think, right? I watched the one where they're at the table playing the game. Oh, yeah, that was fun. There's moments that are good in that show, but overall, I think it might go. And then I am watching Osama Ranking. I'm... I didn't watch this week's, but I watched last week's. He went to ask the king to train him, and the king said, no, go to my brother, and then they find the brother, and then Daida-sama is doing all this crazy stuff. It's good. It's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I gotta catch up in it. And then, most importantly, I watched the finale of Heike Moto, Monogatari. Sorry. See, I'm still sick. I'm, like, out of breath from talking this much. Um... It was very good. The finale was good. It was sad. It did what it had to do. It hit you the right way. It was beautifully shot. The music was awesome. Um, I'm really happy that the brother lived. 
I know you kind of they just like throw him in at the end saying the begin the opening line to um Heike Monogatari which is so cool like at the end they're all saying it begins when the Buddha's bell tolls or whatever and that's the opening line to the original Heike Monogatari Biwa piece so having all the characters go through the surviving ones and saying that was super cool and just to like throw him in there and be like remember I'm alive I thought that was awesome um, it was a really good series. I think, unfortunately, it dropped to a seven for me. It was an eight, but um, it, I can't look over how confused I was. Even though I, I, I wrote a blog post about it, I said, I don't need this show explained to me. It's still good. I still think it's good, but it was a little all over the place for me. And it was a little slow in some aspects where the momentum of the opening episodes did not keep going. Basically, once Shigamori died, I thought it dipped in quality a little bit. So I think I'm going to give it a 7. But I really liked it, and I really liked the OP. And I'm still looking for um, the full song of that opening song because it's really good, but I can't find it. So if anyone finds it, hit me up. That's... The one you've been talking about with the girl who can see the future, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went down to a seven. It went down to a seven. That's rough. From an eight. I know. Hmm. I watched the finale yesterday, so maybe I have to think about it more, but that's my, uh... Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's that's how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike, do you want to um, introduce our topic to the people? Sure, yeah. So... <laughs> Excuse me. Perhaps you guys have heard of a, a studio from Japan, Studio Ghibli. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. Uh, and uh, they have a lot. They have some pretty good movies. They have a pretty wide catalog. Um, but anyway, we're going to be talking about them. We're going to. We found a <laughs> uh, somebody doing a tier list of all of their thing, and that is tier T I E R mm-hmm. list. Not tiered list, T-I-E-R-E-D, or tearless, like the shampoo. A tearless. To tier, dang it, now I'm screwing myself. A tier list is what we're going to be doing. We took... Um, she listens, by the way, but it's fine. Oh, that's okay. The um, We're putting... Basically, taking all the ones that we've seen. We have one category for never seen, or forgot... Uh, and then we got uh, F, D, C, B, A, and S rankings. We're doing a Ghibli tier list, woo! Which I think is cool for right now because it's around the holidays, and you go back and you watch all those like old school nostalgic movies with your family. And for a lot of people, those are Ghibli movies. So it kind of worked out. And we were talking about movies before, so that kind of worked out. So go us. Yeah. So Boop. we uh, we did this a few days ago. Um, uh, I th- feel like our lists are fairly similar with a, a few differences. Yeah. Not, they're not, a, they're not carbon copies. Um. The one biggest difference is that I've seen every Ghibli movie hair flip. Wow. And you haven't. I have not seen four. And there's also a few in the middle of my list that I thought were all the same movie. Yes. Which we'll, we'll get to... to there. That was so funny. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Yeah. This, uh, I guess, should I just start out, or, or you should, say what else you want? You should say, we should start now. The topic has begun. Um, you should say the ones you haven't seen. 
Okay, yeah. And then we'll, uh, we're going to work our way up from the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen Ocean Waves. I've also never heard of Ocean Waves. So, yeah. When Marnie Was There, The Secret World of Arietti, and Pompoco. Pompoco! Pompoco! Which I do really want to see. I just have never gotten around to seeing it. That's a fun one. Um, the good news is a lot of the ones you haven't seen are very low on my list. Oh, okay. So you're obviously not missing much. Um, well, I guess the only one that I haven't seen since it really came recently came out is the, uh, the earwig one. The earwig one. Please hold... Holding. Uh, like about an earwig? Ghibli earwig, she Googles. Hmm. Earwig and the Witch. It's the CGI one they did. I've never heard of it. It's on HBO Max. Hmm. But uh, I haven't watched that one, so I guess I lied, and that's one I haven't seen. Okay, I also haven't seen it. also didn't know it existed. <clears throat> but yeah, those are the ones I haven't seen. If they're your favorite, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're going to start. So, F-Rank, movies that you hate from the studio. You have one. I have two. Yeah. And hate is um, a flexible word here, I would say. Sure. The, our low, lowest ranking. Y'all know what an F means. Uh, mine is Tales of Earthsea or I, Earthsea. I also have Tales of Earthsea here. We watched it, I remember, in college, senior year at the band house. And people were coming and going while we were watching it in the common room. And um, I didn't care about it at all. Like, there was nothing that emotionally brought me into it. Yeah, I, I remember a lot, like watching the trailers for it and like the way it looked. And there's the dragon and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. It's going to be whatever. And then just I've, I've got no no connection no connection to any of the characters i didn't feel connected to the story being built i didn't really care what happened to any of the characters i think one of the main guys was like a, an exact copy of uh what was his name lord yupa from nausicaa mm. like the, he's the, the dude with like the, the brown thing yeah. because i he i think he was literally ripped from the other movie i was like why is he also here so that uh, kind of also threw me off but I don't know. I don't. It was very forgettable. Obviously, mm-hmm. nothing happened. Nothing happened that was memorable. And uh, yeah. And then I also have an F, which you don't have an F. I have from yesterday. I don't like this movie. Hmm. I tried watching this movie in college. I got ten minutes. I got more than ten minutes in. I probably got a half hour in, and I stopped. And I was like, "This is boring," and I never went back to it. And then, a couple months ago, six months ago, before we were married, because Michaela was living with us, and Murph was here, mm-hmm. um, shout out, we watched it with the Gamer Orchestra, and it was pain. I found little joy in it. Given, we did watch it dubbed, although we, I've seen all, you know what, that's not a given. I've watched all the Ghibli movies dubbed. I've seen very few of them subbed. All of them on the first time I've seen them, I've seen them dubbed. And given everyone else was watching it subbed, so maybe they liked it more because of that. But I still didn't think it was compelling. It was a little hard to watch. It was a little cringy. And um, I could have never seen it and been totally fine in my life. Hmm. 
Yeah, I have it in a different spot on my list. I don't know if I should connect it now or just talk about it later when we get there. Um, connect it now. Okay, so then this is going to be weirdly... Okay, so we'll do it later. Okay. All good. I, um, a lot of people when we were watching it in our group, they were like, wow, it can really connect with the girl and the struggles with her family. I couldn't. I, I felt bad for her and I wanted her to succeed and she does in the end, which is great. Like I was happy when the movie ended that everything was going to work out and she found love and she found something that she loved to do and all this stuff. But the flashbacks, they felt a little sporadic to me. And, um... Again, I'm probably wrong, but that's how I feel. D. D tier. I semi-disagree with some of my Ds. We did this last week when we were very COVID-y. I'll read it, and then we could talk about it. Sure. Okay, what do you have for D? I have two in D. Um, one is Castle in the Sky, which, mm-hmm. again, I've only seen that one once, but I remember it being being and feeling very long. Yes. Uh there were parts of it that I really liked. I mean, I liked the setting. I liked the, uh, the castle in the sky. Ha huh? mm-hmm. But everything just took a really long time getting there. I agree. It also felt very long for me. Um, and, I, and now I don't remember anything else about it. I think Shia LaBeouf does one of the voices. I know he's in a different... Shia LaBeouf, I think... I know he's I know that he's, he's in, in Nausicaa. Nausicaa. I okay. know he's in Nausicaa, but I think he might also do one for Castle in the Sky. To the internet! Um, there's parts... I, I remember, like, looking back, like, kind of fondly remembering, like, the settings and, like, the things. Like, I felt like I really... When I was watching it, I really understood the world and felt like I'm here. But you were there for a very long time, and not much happened. He's only in Nausicaa. Oh, okay. Well, also, my phone is listening to me. I wrote Shia, and Shia LaBeouf Ghibli was the first autofill. Oh, thanks. So we're being spied on. Thanks, Internet. Um, and then my second one in D tier, but that's all I got to say for Castle in the Sky. My second one in D tier is Ponyo. I uh, have Ponyo in D tier. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's cute. It looks good. Well, there are certain parts of it that look really good. Artistically, it's cool. Yeah, and I think the concept is at least okay. It's a children's movie, and we watched it when we weren't children. So I think that's what the difference is. We played the music in college. Yeah, the music's good. We're emotionally attached to it, but not enough to give it a good rating. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That thing that's just part of it. It's got a kid's movie. It's got a kid's movie. Like, fun little ha-ha vibe. But I didn't connect to it in any other way besides I mean the music is great um parts of the music are great anyway it sets a scene there are some cool things where like they there's like a there's one scene where there's like a tornado or a, um, a tsunami or something coming towards the island and like they personify the waves and they personify yeah it's That's, very cool that scene is really awesome um but I, I don't know and there's like a silly weird witch lady yeah no I feel you it it's fine, but, I mean, people compare Totoro to Ponyo a lot because mm. they're both very children's movies directed at children, and I think Totoro's better, so I couldn't put them in the same tier. Mm-hmm. I, you guys can probably imagine where I put Totoro now, but, yeah, so that's yeah. where I have Ponyo. Okay. I have three other ones in D tier. I have Ocean Waves, 
Secret World of Arietti, and when Marnie was there. Ocean Waves doesn't have to exist. I liked it aesthetically. I liked the 90s vibe. I liked the look of the characters. I liked the clothes they wear. But besides that, it's like 50 minutes of, wow, this girl's a bitch. Ooh. For 50 minutes. You were, you were watching parts of it with me. The whole movie, I was waiting for something to happen, and then it ended. So I'm happy, again... And saying that something is D on a Ghibli list is very good. I'm not comparing these to other movies. I'm comparing these to Ghibli movies. Right. So I think it's low for a Ghibli movie. I still think it was good. Like, I think all of these were good, probably except Earthsea. And I understand why people think From Yesterday was good. But within its own genre of Ghibli, it's a D. Uh, when Marnie was there, the end was really good. But the whole beginning and middle, I, w I just didn't really care. And Arietti was cute, but it's not memorable. Like, when I think about Ghibli movies, I don't think, like, Arietti doesn't pop into my mind. It was cute. It was it was also kind of sad at the end. I saw it in theaters with my mom, and my mom read the, uh, the book as a kid, The Borrowers, the original book that it's based off of, and she cried, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. So I have a fun memory of that with my mom watching her like relive that story as an adult was really cool but um yeah it wasn't great so there we are moving to c okay i'll start off c since you sure. started off f and d <clears throat> i have four in c i have uh castle in the sky which you have already said mm -hmm. um why i have castle in the sky a step up higher than you I've seen it twice. I did think it was really long. I don't love it. It's definitely not my favorite. It's okay. probably low C tier for me. But it's very... I think it's memorable. I think the characters are better than the characters in the D movies. And I think it has really interesting and fun world building. And kind of a sense of exploration that is kind of contagious. Hmm. The kids are really excited... And yeah, they're doing something scary, but they're curious. And no matter how, the, the movie is long. And I personally think the movie doesn't keep its momentum up all the way. Mm. But the kids like really push that movie forward. Like they're so cute and they're trying so hard and they see this thing and they just go for it. And I think they bring it up to a C for me. Okay. Um, I have my neighbor Totoro at C. Just talking about um ponyo at d basically it's a better i mean ponyo is a worse totoro i can't say totoro is a better ponyo because totoro is right it's the logo of studio ghibli it is basically the standard i watched that movie for the first time when i was 15 one of my biggest pet peeves in life not just an anime in life is screaming children i hate screaming children they're shrill it's horrible. I like children, not streaming children. Screaming children. All my neighbor Totoro is is shrieking children. And it's cool and it's fun and it is it's inventive. And maybe when I was 8, I would have loved it. But everyone in that movie needs to shut up. Like at 15, I was like, "Wow, there's so many screaming children." At 15, I'm still a child at 15. Not that not a toddler, but like I'm a kid. Can't get past the the screaming children. Yeah, sorry, I also have Totoro and C. Oh, cool, okay. I don't even um, remember what we put. Okay. That's so. good, it's perfect. Yeah, um, yeah Totoro's and C, similar things to what Mary said. 
I I didn't see it until I think college is when I saw it. Yeah, we watched it together. Um, After college, we were in um, Milford. Okay, so I've seen it very recently, um, and I I liked it. I mean, it's hard to say that it's a bad movie, but yeah, the the kids yelling. I'm not as fervently against screaming children as Mary is. I am. But uh, yeah, it was that was a bit annoying and went on for too long. I like the imagine like it's really hard to say like does Totoro actually exist or is it just these kids inventing something kind of deal it's like they have an imaginary friend and they go on all these excellent adventures and that really brings you back to being a kid and just like having your imagination run wild and like things feel real and all that and I think that's really cool but um I feel like there's also parts of that movie that go on a little too long uh and you have to remember that we're ranking these based off other Ghibli movies. Yeah. And there are phenomenal Ghibli movies. Right, and yes. we can't make everything good. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it's it's a C for a Ghibli movie. Um, the other thing that I just, I just remembered when we were talking about it is there's a whole, like, conspiracy about... Totoro being Cthulhu? No. But a, but that's a new one that I haven't heard. But oh. something about, like, the mom being dead or, like... Yeah. Everybody being dead and then, like whatever all the symbolism is for Totoro and the mom. Mm -hmm. So there's that, which I think is kind of cool, which I did not pick up on at all when I watched the movie, but it's at least an interesting side part to the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really care. Sometimes people read into movies too much, but it's been a while since I've seen it. So Mm -hmm. here we go. And then I have two movies that you thought were the same movie. Mm. But there's three movies you thought were the same movie. Yep. I have The Cat Returns and Whisper of the Heart, which given makes sense that you would think they are the same movie because the Baron is in both of them. So there's a cat figurine in Whisper of the Heart that inspired the spin-off, The Cat Returns, based on that cat figurine. Mm. I definitely I like Cat The Cat Returns more than Whisper of the Heart. I think Cat Returns is super fun. It's a I think it's probably cat yes easy cat returns is the top of my c tier i like that movie Anne hathaway in the dub kills it it's super fun it's short it's silly it's easy you're not like thinking about it when you're done it's just like a fun little movie cool c tier easy whisper of the heart i did not like the first time i watched it i would have probably put it in d tier when i watched it in college i was like i could not uh suspend my disbelief enough to be like, this 14-year-old kid is a professional violin maker. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was, like, kind of mad. Hmm. I was like, this kid cannot... He wants to give up everything and fly to Italy to learn how to make violins at 14 years old. Like, I could not fathom... Sounds awesome. It, it sounds awesome, but it was... To me, I was like, no, this kid, he's, like, 12. He can't do this. So I never really liked the movie. It's my friend Leslie's favorite. Um... But then I watched it again as an adult. We saw it with the Gamer Orchestra in theaters. I was with Mike. And um, focusing less on the details of it and more of where do we... It's, it's very reminiscent of Kiki, as in it's like, where do we find inspiration? How do we find and pursue our passions? Looking at it in that lens, I was able to enjoy it a little more. But like the dead specifics of it, which I couldn't get when I watched it a few years ago... They were driving me mad. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I want to make sure that I've got it right. Mm-hmm. I think I remember the cat returns. The cat is there. The girl gets into the cat world. And she turns into a cat. She turns into a cat. Yes. I don't remember her turning into a cat. thought she was a person the whole time. <coughs> Excuse me. That's fine. Um, but I remember that one being fun and they're like escaping. And they're yeah, away. it's fun. So that, one, that one's fun. And then Whisper the Heart, the guy's the violin maker. And is this the one where the girl is writing the Japanese lyrics to... Country, Country Road, Road. yeah. Okay, got it. Um, Which was so weird. Mike and I have this weird, like, I don't know. Connection. Con- Country Road keeps following us throughout our lives. We heard it a lot when we were in Ireland at, like, pubs. People were singing Country Road. Like, wherever we're, whenever we're at something foreign, we'll hear the most American song you've ever heard in your life. And it's just very strange. On our honeymoon, we heard it. They played it in Jamaica. Jamaica, um, Ireland, uh, this movie. And then this movie, they're just singing it. We're like, what is with people in Country Road? The theme song of this Ghibli movie is Country Road by John Denver. Who would have thought? So good. Um, But I remember remember liking it. It's it's heartfelt. It's cute. It's got the, uh, you know, like a very early on, like, love interest thing. And, like, if you think back to, like, middle school or maybe late elementary school and you're like... I like this person, but you don't really know what that means or anything. Like, I feel like it reminded me of that a lot. Did the person you like in elementary school quit school to become a violin maker? Interestingly, they did, which is maybe why I also connected with it. Oh, wow. 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 No. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, again, both of those movies were good, and I was, like, happy about it. Anything else in your C tier? Yeah, so from yesterday, which Mary had in D. That's at C? Oh, no, F. Yeah. I had it in F. I have it in C. Mary had it in F. When we watched it, you I... You liked it way <clears throat> more than me, then. Yeah. Um, It was interesting watching it dubbed and not subbed. And I think that some of the... Like, the pacing of the dialogue in English did not fit. Um... I did like the going back and forth between like the past and the present, the past and the present. There were parts of the like the girl character when she was a kid that I didn't love, but it was cool to see those connections. Um, I liked the look at like the um, the rural Japan in a more modern day setting because mm. sometimes I think it's like rural Japan five hundred years ago or modern day, boom. Right, right and I right. like how it was like the quieter side of a modern-day Japan. Kind of like in your name a little bit. Um, I like that take. That's a that's a hot take. Yeah. Um, it stopped recording. No, oh, no, it it's didn't. It's still going. Sorry. Yeah, I'm... Um, <laughs> Very freaked out. Don't worry, guys. Uh, this is my first time recording on my gaming PC, and I'm using a new software. So if we sound a little weird, it's because I'm not used to it yet. Um, that was horrifically scary. Please continue. Yeah, um, from yesterday. And their love interest is is decent. Um, Their car is cool. (laughs) Um, I was going to say there was something that I didn't love about it. Oh, yeah, when the girl was younger, she was kind of annoying, I guess. Oh, and then when we were watching, this was with the game orchestra, everyone's like, oh, man, I can totally relate. I, I, like, this is my life. Now, granted, they were probably using hyperbole, Mm -hmm. but uh, I did not personally connect to the movie that much yeah but i liked the way that everything was set up 
Um, and I would be willing to watch it again in Japanese. The way it was meant to be watched, you know what I'm saying? Stupid oh. Americans. All right. But that's so from yesterday. We talked about Total Captain America. And then the other one is uh, from Up on Poppy Hill. Now, this is the one that I thought was the one with the violin maker. Yes. But it that's was... actually Whisper of the Heart. When we were making this list, it was so funny. It took me like, I had a breakdown of like 10 minutes. I was like, what is happening? I don't remember any of these. They're all the same. Mike, what is the name of Neji's cousin? Hinata. Woo, guys, we're growth. This is character growth. Yeah. So from up on Poppy Hill. <coughs> um, Excuse me. I can't remember what happens in this movie. I love this movie. Great. So I can't remember it. I don't remember hating it. So that's why it's at C, just because it's there and it happened. But I don't remember what happens. Great cause... transition. Because I put it at B. Cool. I love this movie. When we were making this list, I asked Mike, is this an objective list or a subjective list? And he said objective. So I put it at B. If this was subjective, I put it at A. I love this movie. I think it's great. I don't, it's not great, but I think it's great. It's like, it's a cute historical fiction. It's kind of like, it, it's the same era as Kids on the Slope, which is like an era I can jive with post-war Japan. It feels real. You feel like you're in that era. It's just a cute little slice of life love story. I've seen this movie like three or four times. I keep rewatching it. It's adorable. The dub's great. It's about the girl whose father gets lost in the war. So she raises the flags every day to like try and call him back, even though he's MIA and he ends up being KIA. And um, a boy that she has a crush on at school that also has a connection to her father. And it gets really weird because it almost, they almost end up being brother and sister. And then they're like, we can't be together because incest. But then it's not because he's the adopted son of the guy instead of the actual son because of drama. But I love, I love the characters. I love the vibe of the movie. It's just like you can put on that movie and just watch it sometimes, not watch it and still get it. I love the subplot of the students trying to save the old, old like European hall on campus and they're all cleaning it and all the nerds live there and the dudes and it's so fun. I like this movie a lot. Mike is having a mental breakdown. He has no idea what I'm talking about. Yep. So maybe I should put uh, From Up on Poppy Hill in the never watched column. Yeah, maybe. Because now that you've explained it more, I'm remembering less. Well, I just spoiled the whole thing, so. I don't remember. I'll totally watch it with you again. I like that movie. Because it's really an A, but it's objectively a B. It's okay. objectively From a Up B. on Poppy Hill, remove it from my C. There's, put it in the never watched. There's nothing like stand out about it, which is why it's a B. Which is why I forgot all of it. I just really like it, so. All right. All right. Um, Going to B. B. So that's is, Poppy Hill, which mm -hmm. was the transition. Yep. Um, one that we just watched recently, My Neighbor the Amadas. Hmm. Yep. Mine's there too. I, again, I really like this movie. It's super cute. It's heartfelt. It's fun. It's just the life of this family and the struggles and the daily things that they go through. And I think it, well... Re reset it's based off a, a newspaper comic from like the 70s and i feel like they transferred the style and the feel of a newspaper 
comic strip into the movie. It's just little snippets that are kind of sometimes connected, sometimes not. And I feel like uh, they made it like a series of short stories, but they paced it in a way that you can follow it all the way through. I love the family. I love the situations they're in. There's some funny. There's some sad. I think it has a beautiful variety and really shows the the joys and hardships of having a family. Yeah. And there's times where you're, I mean, the whole time you're kind of rooting for them because they're the only... They're, people they're, in the movie. Yeah, they're the only yeah. people in the movie. And you, you root for them, you want them to do whatever. There's some times where you're like, hmm, I wish you didn't talk to your mother like that. <laughs> or like, I wish you didn't talk to your son like that, mom. But I feel like they they get at it. And like Mary said, it's like this the struggles of having a family, the struggles of communicating with people in your family effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all, But then it also captures like a dad trying to connect with his son. Like there's a great one where they're playing catch that comes back a few times. And that's really, um, that's really great and heartfelt. Um, there's the, the grandma who's a bit older who doesn't always get everything. Um, that's going on. Um, and it, yeah, it, like, like Mary said, it's like, you, you, it's like you, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're trying to get like the peanuts into a movie without it being, you know, just like a straight through half hour long thing. You, you cut it up into little bits, but you get, okay, here's the stuff about the dad, here's the stuff about the mom, here's the stuff about the, the son. Yeah. And, but, but then they, they mix it up and it's all connected. And there's a few scenes where like a lot of it looks very, you know, hand-drawn, kind of hastily drawn. Like, it's a very cool style. Like, the backgrounds are almost unfinished in a lot of it. Yeah. But there's a few where they go, oh, we're doing full detail. We're, we're making these people look as human as possible instead of cartoon. And it's pretty funny when they do that. I, um, I think there are some segments that go a little long, especially near the end of the film. But I do like it a lot. And since you brought it up, I love the Peanuts movie. We saw oh, it in yeah. theaters. It was cute. Remember? I do. I remember that because we saw it in theaters and we got the popcorn on our way out and then ate it in the car as we drove home. Yeah, why'd we do that? We wanted popcorn. Cool. All right, Yamada's, Poppy Hill, Crossing the Meadows, we go. Okay, so I have Pompoko here. Yeah, this is the one I haven't seen. Pompoko, which I can't really talk about because Mike hasn't seen it and I don't want to spoil it for him. Uh, is a crazy movie. It is kind of a movie for kids, but I don't know if I'd show it to my kids because there's a lot of balls because it's about Tanuki. There's, there's a lot of balls it's in a, the movie. I did say that weird. Balls. I acknowledge that. There's Be- a lot of balls. There you go. Because there's a lot of Tanukis. Um, basically, Tanukis are shapeshifters because they have magic balls. We, <laughs> all, know, we all know this. <laughs> and um, the plot of the movie is that there's a construction company that's been hired to chop down all the forest in this one area of Japan to make a suburb. This is like early 80s, late 70s, when Japan was really starting to urbanize. So, or suburbanize, I guess in this case. So the Tanukis, using their shape-shifting powers, fight back. And they use, it's kind of like Home Alone, but in a forest with Tanukis. And they're trying to do all these crazy pranks and antics and whatever to get the humans out of the forest. And it's a very, that's a very Ghibli premise, right? Nature preservation, Mm -hmm. respecting the earth, all that stuff. It does, um, I can't say that because that's a spoiler. Good thing I stopped myself. That's the movie. It's a fun movie. It's a wild ride. And I would love to watch it again because um, it does get pretty serious, especially towards the end. 
and I'd be uh, really interested to experience that because I've only again because I've only seen the movie once and to experience it with Mike because I think you will be um, I think it's a movie once it's done that you'll think about for a while awesome I really want to see it so uh, yeah, I look well. forward to watching it and then I have Kiki and Porco Rosso I have both of those on mine as well plus Dope. plus one more uh, let's talk about Porco Rosso first since yeah. we just you watched it for the first time recently yeah I really liked it. Um, I remember, I feel like I watched the trailers for it, and I was like, meh, it's another Ghibli movie with aircraft. What mm -hmm. more could they possibly do? But yeah, I was really surprised that um, I, I felt very emotionally connected to the movie. Um, the main character is a, a pig, Porco mm -hmm. Rosso, and his ship is red, Rosso. Uh, that's where the name is. And Yay! It's, it, it is a really cool movie, again, that deals with, like, you know, just some of those implications of war and the emotions and how it affects you, what it makes you do, how it makes you act, um, and how it makes the people around you act. Um, and the, it's also super fun. Yes, it's funny. They have... The, the, the dog fights are fun. The, the characters are fun. Yeah. Um, the whole, like, the whole village that is making him a... Uh, Oh, a, yeah. A plane, like, the the main girl is, like, the... She's a super young plane builder designer. Mm -hmm. And the, the, you know, Porco Rosso's like, women can't design planes, you're too young. What the hell is this? This is stupid. And, and, and then she's like, um, hold on a second. I'll make the best plane you've ever damn seen. And then... And then he, she does. And then they, they, they form a bond, and they, they grow throughout. Um, and, yeah. You can say a few things. I have one other thing I want to talk yeah. about. But yeah. No, it's good. The, my favorite scene from that movie is when he kind of has a vision of all the fighter jets like flying into heaven. That's what I was going to say. Yep. That is easily, <clears throat> excuse me, the takeaway from that movie. That is the best scene. That is the best shot. That is the most you'll emotionally react to that movie. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. I, I That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I thought about that before we were doing this. And, I, and like, again, I felt like a in my heart because like again you watch the decisions and the way that this guy acts and you're like yeah, this guy's kind of a dick sometimes and then they show you this scene and it's like Phew. okay he's been through some things he has regrets he has he is a sad pig. yeah anyway that, no, that, sorry. That, that scene was really good um yeah I'm, I'm gonna let just go talk no, okay. no, no, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. You covered everything. I think that it's a super fun movie. The first time I saw it, my friend Leslie showed it to me. And I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Because it was one I hadn't heard of before. This is back in, when I was a teenager. So um, getting to watch it for the first time with you and rewatch it again was really cool. Yeah. Great movie. Would, would recommend. I mean, it's I put it at a B. Because again, it, we're comparing this to greats. Yeah, I mean, I again, I've only seen it once. It could be higher. That one emotional scene I'm very connected to. Do you have the hiccups? Just a little, but it'll go away. Okay. And then Kiki. Kiki, I like less than most people. It's like low B for me. I just felt like if I put it at C, it was a little wrong to put it at C because it's such a well-known, highly acclaimed movie. I like Kiki. Again, it's uh, similar to Whisper of the Heart where it's about where do we find inspiration? How do we 
grow as people in our daily lives. And I think those themes are good. It's a cute, fun movie, but it doesn't necessarily stand out to me. Yeah, I agree. I think that the... Again, the one of the best parts is her... The, the connection with, like, the young love, like, being, like... Re, like, you know, before teenage years, like, having a crush on somebody sort Yeah, of thing. that's true. Tombo. That, yep. That, that part's really good. Her... With the cat... She can listen to the cat talk. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling the movie. As the movie goes on, she stops uh, hearing the cat. And some people are like, is that because the cat found this other girlfriend cat? Or is it because she's getting older and is getting mature and has stopped, quote unquote, hearing the cat? She's never actually heard the cat before. Um... And yeah, there's there's some some good scenes. The the artist is cool. The artist is cool. Um and and I feel like when I think back to that movie, I really can feel that I'm like physically in the bakery. I'm physically in her room. Like I I feel like it does a really great job of just setting up these little scenes and these these little environments that you can just get immersed in. The set design is very good. Yeah. Yeah. The set design, right. All right, we're going to the A's. We're almost through. I'm getting a little tired. It's okay. We're going to make it. Okay. Take a deep, take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath together. <sighs> ah, my energy's back. Wow. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. I have one more in B tier. Okay. Well, you talk about it. Pass me the Gatorade. Okay. Um, my other one that's in B tier is The Wind Rises. Now, I've only seen it once. I would be fine with seeing it again. It's still in a B tier. Um, actually, I saw this in theaters, believe it or not, in Japanese. I... When, it, when it came out. Yeah. We saw it on the same day. We or... saw it on the same day in two separate theaters in two separate states with our moms yep. at the same time. Yeah. And my theater was playing it in English and your theater was playing it in Japanese. Win for me. It was really weird. And then we left the theater and just called each other and it was like we watched the movie together. Yeah. It was awesome. And my mom liked it. So if anybody um, has the same taste as my mom, well, there you go. Oh but I-, I liked it. It was... It was good. Again, more more flying, uh, more flying vehicles in a Ghibli movie. Um, but I feel, I don't know. I I'm trying to fill in like the gaps in like the plot or whatever. I feel like that the plot was not as memorable to me. Um, and all of the noises that are in the movie, like the. The sound of the earthquake, the sound of the plane starting up, all the engine noises, all those things are all done by human voices. Yeah. Which I think is really cool, but was also for me very distracting because I could not get past just imagining people standing in a recording box going, (laughs) and that's all I could hear. I couldn't hear it like, oh, that's the sound of an engine. And I'm not, and I, that's why maybe it's a B for me is because I'm just like, why did they do that? Why was that a choice they made? Really? That brings it down for you? It was very distracting. Every time an engine started, I was I just imagined a, a Japanese person standing in a box going... So if you, if you didn't know that fact about the movie going in, do you think you would have noticed? Oh, I didn't know the fact going into the movie. Oh, but then... I noticed in the movie. Yeah. Okay. I didn't look up 
what are the sound effects in no, Wind no, Rises before thinking, it came out? I, knew I that, didn't know. I knew that going in, so we might have talked about it beforehand, that's all. I don't remember. This was years ago. I, I don't think I knew going Okay. In. And it, whatever. Maybe that... I don't know. The other thing is I don't remember much about it, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, the guy was learning to do the thing. There's a girl. She got tuberculosis. And the movie is over. Okay. No, that's fair. To transition, I have The Wind Rises in A. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's a wonderful film. And I think... I, I watched The Wind Rises in the... Uh, perspective of Hayao Miyazaki's final film which it isn't but it was marketed and at the time it was supposed to be his final his grand finale and I think from knowing his work that movie is filled with him and everything he loves and it's a beautiful reflection of him and I think it's the perfect final bookend to his career and it's hard for me to watch that movie taking that perspective away I think it's beautiful. I think the movie floats along. It, it soars, <laughs> but it's not exciting, right? It's just right. kind of, it's a war film that is very calm, which I think is interesting. I think that everything about it is very subtle. I think it's definitely an acquired taste. But again, just thinking about everything Miyazaki has done and then having that be his final film, I think is really, really, is, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Um I I think having Miyazaki is like the one of the grandfathers of anime, I guess you can say. And Grandpa anime. Grandpa anime. <laughs> Even though technically it's Osamu Tezuka who does Astro Boy, but I digress. One of the grandpas. You can one have more than gran- one grandpa. You can have more than one grandpa. He's one of the grandpas of anime. And I think um, he did everything by hand and he crafted all this stuff himself and his color his colorists at Ghibli like literally do watercolors for the backgrounds and stuff like that so when i hear that people did the sound effects i'm like that's just such a a ghibli thing to make sure that there's a human connection to every aspect of the production so that doesn't take away from it yes i think during the earthquake when it's like the the ground is going up and down and it looks like a wave and it does sound a little atypical for an earthquake but just again know it in the perspective of this being quote-unquote Miyazaki's final film I think everything really works out for it it kind of has a non-ending it kind of just ends but that's just kind of the way life is and I think I think it's an A cool and just as I I don't necessarily think that the voices was a bad choice Mm -hmm. but for me it was you know like I felt immersed at certain points, and then the sound effect came, and I was in the theater again watching a movie. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't I there. Understand. So it, it it just threw me off a bit. Um, <clears throat> we're in A though now. We're in A. I have the tale of Princess Kaguya. Me too. This we saw also in, in the theaters, theaters with the Gamer Orchestra. It's one of the only Ghibli movies where the first time I saw it was in theaters. Mm. Arietti, I saw it for the first time in theaters. And Princess Kaguya. That's and it. And Wind Rises. And Wind Rises. Oh my God! What we just did I talk just about say? That. Yes. So those are the three. Um, this movie is dope. The art direction in this movie—it's one of the best-looking movies I've ever seen. It's a freaking very unique woodblock painting. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's it's... there's not a single scene in here that was just done for the hell of it. Yeah. The music is great. Like aesthetically. It is everything 
you could ask for. Yeah, it's it and like in the style of anime, it's not I don't think any of the animation techniques are like typical like Oh yeah, this is this is what you would typically say. I I don't know. It it's all like what's the word? Like ink. No, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say. But um covid brain. Yeah, um proprietary. Yeah. Everything just seemed like it was done full of purpose. There's obviously one particular scene if you haven't seen it. Where oh, the, she the runs an- out when she's running and like something bad happens the animation completely switches from whatever they had been doing to like the the grittiest erratic. rawest erratic uh, you ever seen like a drawing and you're like that person was angry when they drew that there's a solid three minutes of just pure like anger and fury and panic it was wonderful it was so and like the music completely cuts out and it's just sound effects in her running. Oh my gosh, so good. We went with a group. We went that with like eight or ten people to see that movie. Mm-hmm. And we were all kind of speechless when we walked out. Yeah. We couldn't really say anything. Uh, it's a simple story. It's a classic story. It's the story of the bamboo cutter. It's a sad story. Yeah. I did not know the story before going into the movie. But um, everything the movie does, it does well. So you can't complain. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it again soon. All right, I'm trying to do ones that we um, have in common. I think we're done. All right, Mike has a lot more S's than me, but we all know I'm kind of a hard grader. So I have Grave of the Fireflies, Princess Mononoke, and Nausicaa. So Grave of the Fireflies is a masterpiece. It's amazing. It's just really sad. <laughs> like, I think it's so sad that the rewatch value for me is down, which is why it's an A and not S. Because uh, it's it's just so sad. And it's great, and it's beautiful, and it's impactful, and again, just like Kaguya, everything it does, it does purposely and wonderfully. And I tell people when they I recommend it to them, I say it's the best movie you never want to see again. And that's why it's an A for me, because I watched it, I experienced it, and I never want to see it again. I agree with the rewatch value of it. I have it as an S. This might we might have to just flip yeah, between fine. A and S here, but I have it as an S, for basically for that same reasoning. But for me, I a movie that does what this does in this way has I've never been affected in the same way that this movie has affected me by another movie, Ghibli or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it. Actually, watched the movie on YouTube freshman year of college, and. I think I cried. I probably cried. You cried. You called me crying. Ah, oh, sick. It was sophomore year. Was winter sophomore? break, sophomore year, oh, okay. and you called me crying. Because yeah. I went through a phase sophomore year, winter break, where I was watch. I wanted to watch all the Ghibli movies, which is when I watched Kiki the, for the first time yeah. and all these ones. And I called you. I was like, you need to watch this movie. And you watched it. And then you called me back crying. Yeah. And it was... I think it's it's an S for me because, again, of the emotional impact that it gave me, the insight that it gives for people's decision-making in times of war. Similar to mm. how when we were watching Yamada, where it's like, I don't know if, you, if I would have said that, you know, in that situation. Well, you know what? You're not in that same family situation. You don't know what you would say. In this, in this movie, they have a family, and the family's like, uh, you're, you're using up all the hot water. Stop eating all of our food. You only get this. There's not enough time for this because it's in the middle of a war. And it's like, yeah, you're my aunt or whatever. I don't care about you. You actually need to leave. And it's weird that, like, 
they were willing to show the true colors of somebody in like a negative way. Yeah. Um, and the saddest thing about this movie is that it's based off a true story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like just knowing that that actually happened. That's that's horrible. Yeah. Um, I want to watch it again, but like Mary said, it's you don't necessarily want to watch it again because of it's hard it, because it's hard to watch. I should watch it again probably if I'm going to keep it in an S tier. That's what I feel. But yeah. All right. Uh, Princess Mononoke. So Princess Mononoke and Nausicaa. S tier for me are movies that like. I adore these movies. And I feel like Mononoke, which I spelled wrong on my sheet. I forgot a no. I put Monoke. Monoke. Mononoke and Nausicaa. I feel like I just didn't encounter them during my formative anime years. So I don't have that connection with them. I think Princess Mononoke is a fantastic movie. I think Nausicaa is a fantastic... I think Nausicaa's... A great movie. I've only seen it once. I've seen Princess Mononoke a couple times. I've only seen Nausicaa once. We saw it. In, oh my god! We saw it in theaters. Was that my first time seeing it? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I need to watch Nausicaa again, which is why it's an A. I guess you can say. I know that's your favorite. Um, and Princess Mononoke. I love that movie. I just don't have the attachment to it that I do with Howl's and Spirited Away. I think Princess Mononoke legit is metal. That movie's fucking yeah. metal, you know? There's also metal. They mine metal in the movie. I, I don't lie here on the podcast, folks. Yeah. The Mononoke, for me, is just, the... it's like almost, probably the most action movie on here. One of the most action-based movies on here. And I love all the, like, the mythical creatures, the forest, the, the connect, like, the spirituality, the raw energy. Um, I like the lore that it builds. Mm -hmm. like you want to go, after that movie, you want to go plant a tree. Right, or pet a deer or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grow some grass. But I just, to me, it's so, it's so fantastical and, uh, and raw. It's just, it's really great. Um. The only thing that I think should be different about the movie is the title, which I said recently. Oh, we were talking about that today. Yeah. 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 I, I think that it's called Princess Mononoke because she's kind of like the, what do you call it? I, I guess she kind of has her own like mythical nature to her as well. She's like, oh, it's the... The, 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 the female human child who got raised by wolves. It's like, ooh, that's pretty cool. We gotta go find Princess Mononoke. Okay. But it's not, the movie's not about her, really. It's really about Prince Ashitaka. <laughs> and he, he's there in the beginning. He finds the demon, gets injured by the demon, and is trying to find a way to heal his arm. Goes to this town, fires out about the town, and then Princess Mononoke okay is trying to screw it all up the whole movie, and is a big jerk. Um, I'm kidding. She's cool. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think, like, I mean, is Prince Ashitaka sound as cool as Princess Mononoke? You have to I don't say know. it in Japanese. So Mononoke Hime and Ashitaka, Ashitaka Oji. Oh, that sounds pretty dope. Ashitaka Oji? Yeah. So, I don't know, because to me, he's really the main character, not Mononoke. Oh, he, full stop. Right. Ashitaka's, and he has the best screamable name. Yes. I can't scream right now because I'm Ashitaka. recovering from COVID and I can barely speak. Yeah. But... And he has the best familiar ever. 
Oh, don't say it. The oh. red, the red deer. Yeah, no, his name just left I my brain. I don't have it. I don't know. It's okay. We'll look at the internet and find out. But don't worry. That movie's really cool. So it's between an A and an S over here. I have it as an S. Mary has it as an A. Uh, yeah. I, I also I didn't watch it as a younger kid. I watched it when I was a bit older as well. But I've seen it several times, and still I'm just like, yeah. And I get something out of it different a little bit every time. The environmental message is there, but it's not just like totally in your face the whole time. Or maybe some people think it is totally in your face the whole time. But I find that it's... Uh, I find that it's subtle enough. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I knew that. I knew it had an ah uh, in it. I was like, ah, uh, uh. yeah, cool. Um, yeah, uh, the first time you saw that movie, it was we had just started dating. And I was like, you need to watch this. And we mm. watched it. Yeah. I like it a lot. And then Nausicaa, again, really like it. I think it's great. I think it's very similar to Princess Mononoke. Okay? Yeah. And I think I watched Princess Mononoke okay a couple times, and then years later I saw Nausicaa. So kind of seeing the precursor to Mononoke okay was really cool for me. Um, I think, like, Nausicaa is a movie kind of toward, more towards kids than Mononoke. Okay? Like, I watched Princess Mononoke okay when I was 10, and I was screaming, and I was hiding behind a pillow, because it's gory. Like, there's limbs flying. Oh, yeah. It does not hold its punches. When I was 10, I should have been watching Nausicaa. I would have gotten the same <laughs> message. Girls rule. Prin uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind is just fully named. It's about Nausicaa. Of the Valley of the Wind. Of the Valley of the Wind. And, um, again, really good movie. It's an A. It's not an S for me because, one, I've only seen it once or twice, so I don't have that attachment to it. Yeah. Yeah, similar themes to Mononoke. Um, I have it as an S because, I mean, I also, I did watch this one when I was younger. I think I was in, I know, I know I was in sixth grade, so I was 12 or 13. Um, and we watched it in, in a, in a class, our teacher just showed it to us in English class, and we're like, sick. Um, dubbed, obviously. And interesting that it was English class. I guess you can't pick which teacher of yours is a weeb. You just happen you know to be what? the English teacher. That's the truest thing I've ever heard. But we watched it. It was really, really good. My friends and I, you know, it was like, oh, we're going to watch this cartoon movie. And we're like, ha, 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 okay, cool. And we watched it. We were really engaged. And my friend and I actually afterwards went to Blockbuster. This was how long ago this was. We went to Ooh. Blockbuster after we finished watching it. And we rented it. And then we just like, we would quote it on end. Um, we had all these things too. We would like act out the scenes from it and the action and stuff. Um, but um, yeah, it was really cool. It is, still is really cool. I love all the, the bug designs. I love the airships. This is also the first time me seeing Ghibli airships. So yeah, but the bugs are really cool. Obviously the ohm is the, is the best. Um, the ohms. The ohms. The, uh... Did you read the manga? I read some of the manga. There's a lot of it. Yeah. I haven't read it. Um, the, the, the tribes that are in it are very interesting. The poison forest, obviously, is so cool. The different areas they go to. Um, and then the ultimate, uh, redemption and connection with nature is just great. I, I got no problems with that movie. Again, like... For you, Nausicaa's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. For me, Princess Bonoke is basically a 10 out of 10. 
But not an S. But not an S. Because Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle are my two favorite movies, like, ever. Yeah. Howl's Moving Castle is a B for me. Or, sorry, an A for me. Oh. Why didn't you say so? Oh. Oh, right, because we're, we're going We're through. going back and forth. Okay. I love Howl's Moving Castle. I've cosplayed as Sophie. I... One, it's shoujo trash. It's, it turns out to be a love story, which is great. I love the setting, the warness of it. I love the war in that. The warness. The warness. I've read the novel and I um, thought it was good, but I love the movie. I don't know why I just said that. I'm running out of steam. Okay. So I like the movie. I think that the, the castle itself is pretty cool. I think that it's a bit of a stretch to call it a castle. It just looks like a bunch of tin cans thrown together. How dare you. I know. Um, the the story's good. Um, I, I just, I don't know. The characters are great. The magic is so fun and thrilling. And it's like, it's a fantasy. And I don't watch a lot of fantasy stuff, like... Like European fantasy esque, and it just itches that scratch for me. I think Sophie's story of empowerment and redemption, and like building of self confidence, is great. I think Howell's story of trying to become better, and even though he's a dick and whatever, he's still fighting a war when he doesn't have to. Like he's still doing his best. I think all the characters in the film grow. I hate. I. This is how much I love this movie. I love this movie, and I hate the Witch of the Waste. I hate her. I I wish she wasn't in the movie. She has to be because she starts it all, but she drives me crazy. She reminds me a lot of my grandma when my grandma went through, like, a mean time. And uh, maybe I also relate to Sophie that way because I also had a, a weird old lady in my life when I saw this movie. But I think the colors are great. Even like during the war with all the different flags and when they go through to the different towns and he's a different wizard in each town and each town has its own feel and its own vibe. You just want to jump into that movie and never leave. I have the art book for it. Every aspect of that movie I think is really wonderfully executed and great. And at the end of the day, it's all about people trying to be better and do their best and um then and then they kiss it's very nice maybe that's that's part of what i'm missing is the connection to the to the movie that you have that's fair yeah i i watched that movie um in high school not as a child yeah i watched princess mononoke and the other s tier that we're working towards um when i was a child but I was a teenager when I watched Howl's Moving Castle, and I loved it. So, there it is. Yeah. I, again, I like parts of that movie. Um, you know, it, it, it builds up, and you're slowly learning about who Howell is and how he got to where he is, how Calcifer is the way he is, um, and things like that. Uh, there's, there's one part that... Again, when, when you're, like, younger and you watch it... I guess I probably watched it in college, but that was kind of a while ago. Um, and we saw it in theaters. Yeah, I know I've seen it many, many times. Okay. But when when you first watch it, you know, there's a war going on. Um, because, like, the prince is missing or mm -hmm. whatever. 
and they're fighting. Okay, sick. And then at the end of the movie, uh, I'm going to spoil it if people care. You've been warned. You've been warned. He was a he was a scarecrow. He got turned into a scarecrow by accident. And then he was missing, and that's how the war started. And then at the end they they're like, "Oh, nobody or whatever her name is, Sophie, doesn't say anything. Why would she? Say, like, oh, there's a scarecrow jumping around. That's cool. And at the end, they go, oh, we gotta turn him back. Oh, it's the prince? Oh, shit, the war's over. Okay, so here's the thing about that. Turnip head. Excuse you. Sorry. Um, he was under a curse, which he couldn't tell anyone. I know he couldn't tell anyone. And it's not like they could change him back. They didn't know how to change him back. And it just happened to work out that way in the end. And then it was the prince. And he was like, I'm, I wasn't wrongfully kidnapped by the other nation i gotta go stop this war and then he runs away to go stop the war because the the war started because one nation accused the other of stealing their of kidnapping their prince right so it's not just like whoa let's just wait to deal with this scarecrow until like the world's about to blow up if they didn't know what to do with him well i know but it's just it's just like oh we can fix him now don't fix things over well, but the thing is, they never had that realization of, oh, we can fix him now. Sophie just happened to kiss him. She uh, wasn't like, you know what, let me try kissing him, but I have laundry on the line. Let me get that first. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like, here's this huge conflict. What happened to this guy? Oh, he was right there the whole time. Yeah. I, it's just, it's just. I'm like, oh, okay. It's silly, silly little thing. And this is where you have to go back and remember, it's a children's movie. No, we didn't do that with any of the other ones. I like this movie. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? Do we have anything else? Howl's Moving Castle, the... Kaguya. You're good? Bear the Fireflies, Princess Monogi, Spirited Away. Oh, you said it. That's the one. Sorry. The Academy Award winner. The thick, with eight C's, thickest Ghibli movie, what? I think. Spirited Away. I don't think you know what thick means. Yes, I do. I think That it... means, like, sexiest. But, I mean, but people use it other ways, ironically and sarcastically, sure. for fun. All right. All right. Go ahead. Um, I'm calling it thick with eight cues because there's so much in this movie. There's so much symbolism and there's so much depth. You can literally talk about it for days. Mm-hmm. It's a deep dive. And on the surface, it's a mystical, fun, kind of scary, kind of intriguing kids movie. But when you really dive in and look at it, there's so much shit going on here. And yeah, maybe it's uh, mainstream and predictable to have this in S tier, but you know what? It's true. Fuck it. It's a great movie. Yeah. This is another one that, these are the the two that I saw in that same sixth grade English class. This was, I think, I don't remember which one we saw first, Spirited Away or Nausicaa. But either way, it's... uh, it's a great fun time. Like Mary said, it's, it's got a little bit of, like, scariness to it. A little bit of, like, something, something wrong is going on in this place. Um, and it's, it's, it's got that mystical quality to it. Um, metaphor. Uh, the creatures are great. It's fun. It's super colorful, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, thrust into a new world. Spirited away. Spirited away. Um, yeah, what's not to like about this movie? I, I mean, know. Well, like I, I the don't... setting is great. 
the music is great. We heard the music live in Carnegie Hall with Joe Hisaishi conducting and playing. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. Like, um, again, every aspect of this movie is executed so well. From being with Chihiro to getting spirited away with her to working at the bathhouse. It's not like she works at the bathhouse while other and then, but she's actually doing other stuff. You see her deal with that river spirit with the bike stuck in him. Like you're actually you're scrubbing the floors with her. Like it almost falls into 15 20 minutes of like a slice of life of a girl working at a bathhouse. It really it's directed really well. I mean, if we talked about everything, we'd be here for another hour, and we're already at an hour twenty, which is crazy. Yeah. But um, it's a it's a magical film. Um, everyone should watch it. It rightfully won an award. I my tenth grade art class, we were watching movies, and I recommended we watch Spirited Away, and my art teacher, Miss Bebo. That was her name. Said, no, I've seen that movie. It's too scary. The adult art teacher didn't want to show it to us because it was too scary. I was like, can't make this up. And we watched Beauty and the Beast, which is a great movie, but you're dumb. (laughs) But anyway, um, I love Haku. Chihiro's growth is great. Yubaba's okay. Again, the older ladies. I don't know. But uh, that's the tier list. Yeah. Spirited away. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we should say. (sighs) Everyone's seen it. Like, what can we say that hasn't been said? It's really good, and you should watch it if you haven't seen it. And that's that's the story. Yeah. Yeah. Spirited away. My dad likes Spirited away. So if you guys like the things my dad likes, you'll probably like this movie. And your mom likes The Wind Rises. Yeah. You 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 came from a good family. Yeah, so anyway, this was a fun uh, fun little experiment. I'm glad we stumbled upon that video. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, I'm uh, surprised we, we really talked in depth about every film. Except which Spirited is good. Away. Except Spirited Away, because there's nothing else to say. Yeah. Um, I'm very tired. I need to cough a lot now. I've been holding it in. Yeah. We're, we're still sick, but we're making, we're getting through. And, uh, yeah, so there won't be an episode next week, or I guess this week because it's a Sunday, because Thomas is away visiting a friend, and Mike's brother is coming up to visit us for Mike's birthday, which is next week. So happy birthday, Mike. Thanks. So we'll be taking next week off because both of us will be busy, but hopefully we'll be back. And honestly, we just, I have a lot of anime to catch up on because I haven't been well. And we all know Thomas. I doubt he's watched any either. So he's got to catch up too. So hopefully we'll be either talking about finales or just catching up on things. But uh, per usual, we'll be talking in the Discord. So post your anime, music, and gaming thoughts there. Michael, per per usual, uh, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. This was fun. Sorry we got COVID. Me too. Yeah, that sucked. At least it's uh, part one is over. Part two is over. Ooh, ow. That was my phone dropping on the ground. Part one was getting it. Part two was suffering through it. And then part three is recovering from it. So we're in part three. And I hope there's not a fourth part. So. <laughs> part. Yeah. Part four. Okay. Thanks. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week or two. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.